Dearest friends and family, steam press your pocket square, carefully carry the cake over the hill, and entrust thousands of dollars worth of jewelry to a three-year-old boy. Because it's time to talk tall to me. <laughs> Welcome back, everyone. I am Omen Thomas Sade, and I am Nick McGill. We are feckless moms, and this is Talk Tall to Me, a beautiful prog rock wedding in which Nick and I, the blushing brides, say our vows in front of all hundred ex-members of the band <laughs> Jethro Tull. Martin Barr officiates. Jeffrey Hammond Hammond bursts into tears, and finally. We get to be kissed by the bridegroom himself, Ian Anderson. Glenn Cornick drinks a little too much and objects and has to be escorted out. He... <laughs> so we we have such a packed show today. Yeah, we do. We, we got it. We got to get right to it. But let's get let's get into the wedding theme here. Yeah. What we alluded to last week slash two weeks ago. Omen Sade is now Omen Thomas Sade because... I am off the market. That's right. I'm sorry. I've been I've been husbanded up. That's right. He's been, he's been so. hitched. I had the wonderful honor of doing the service. The, the three-year-old boy, as referenced in the, mm. the opening, was my son as the ring bearer. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, he, was, he was great. He was great. He dropped the box literally the second it touched his hands. <laughs> But we recovered. He made it up the hill just fine. It was, yeah, that time. I'm glad that we rehearsed. Oh, yeah. When we rehearsed, he wiped out on a stick. Yep. Yeah, yeah. It was it was a beautiful ceremony. I kind of held it together during the vows. I I, I cried quite a lot, actually. Yeah. It was beautiful. It was very lovely. It was it was good. The weather cooperated. So, yeah, if you if you hear an extra an extra pep in my step, it is the it is the the dulcet sound. Of married life. Mat matrimonial bliss. Yeah. I'm blissed out. So blissed. Okay. So we've got a bunch of stuff to get through. First things first, I suggest there is a new podcast out there called L Vinyl. E-L-V-I-N-Y-L. -L, L Vinyl. Like the Spanish okay. version of vinyl, I guess. El Vinal. El Vinal. His, their first episode, the host talks to Ian Anderson. Whoa. Yep. It's 48 minutes long. It makes me think that if Ian lives long enough for us to to get to the end of this show, we can have an interview with him. I think he'll just say yes to anyone. But he talks wow. to Ian the first <laughs> it's 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 a great it's a a really good interview with Ian to be honest. Yeah. He asks a question and Ian talks for like 7 minutes straight just like building that's, building and building and that building. That sounds about right. And but it's not just rambling and nonsensical. It like it all pertains specifically to the question and it's so informative and interesting. Yeah. And it's it's a lot of stories that I I really never heard of from Ian. So I would definitely check that out. It's the September 10th episode of L Vinyl. It is their first episode. I think their first was like a, a preview. So it's technically the second, but I would definitely look into that. It's 48 minutes of Ian. It's great. That sounds awesome. Yeah. Thank you for bringing that to the table. 
Um, what else have we got here? On top of that, we have a review to share, I believe. Oh, it's coming in. Oh, oh, hold on a second. Mary and Marley. Oh, oh, thank you so much, Mary. Thanks, thank Mary. you for bringing that. Oh, ah, oh, ah, I'm so, I'm so overwhelmed, Mr. Said. I can't believe that you're a married man anew. I, I know it's a big, it's a big change. I got you this frog as a wedding gift. I... Is it a live frog? No, it is not. Oh. It is not. Okay. It looks like it has seen better days. It's tradition! <laughs> uh, sleep with it under your pillow. Oh. Okay. All right. Oh. Oh, thank you. oh, bye. Okay. Bye. And as was... as usual, uh, Marley has just sheepishly shuffled in and, and slid he... slid my paperwork under the door. So Yeah. Okay. <laughs> he doesn't like to be seen. Mm-mm. All right, so what have we got here? All right, uh, yes, okay, we have a five-star review. Sir, sensors have detected another star in the sky. Dear Lord, that's five stars. Five stars. Five stars. Five stars. We are we are ten for ten with those stars. Hoops writes on Apple Podcast. I've loved Jethro Tull for a very long time but never imagined there would be such a great and thoughtful podcast about their music. Dash, love it. Find myself wanting to chime in, dot, 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 dot. Very threatening, very threatening (laughs) ending there. But otherwise, thank you very much, Hoops, for sharing your your enthusiasm and for those delicious five stars. Thank you so much. The the, the title of the review us. is amazing, amazing and thoughtful. Amazing and thoughtful. Yes. Again, thank which you. Which is which awesome. do you think? Yep. Yeah. Uh you can be one and I'll be the other. Which one do you want to be? I'll be I'll be thoughtful. Yeah. And I'll be amazing. Amazing. Okay. All right. What else do we That's have? That's that. We've got three emails. <laughs> Your emails, sir. Okay, yes. Andrew L. writes the subject line, Guests on Tull? Question mark. (laughs) Hey, guys. Stumbled across Talk Tull to me recently and immediately fell in love with it. We have that effect. Mm -hmm. I've been listening to Jethro Tull since I was 13. Listened to them near exclusively in my teams. Can relate. Yep. And still quite regularly partake. I'm 28 now. Do you ever need slash want guests on to discuss particular songs? I understand tech is a limitation in such cases, but I thought I'd throw it out there, particularly as minstrel approaches. Or, if there's a song that's proving tough to crack, I'd love to offer some thoughts as a verbal nutcracker to maybe help crack it. At any rate, keep up the amazing and thoughtful work. Oh, another amazing and thoughtful. Oh. Andrew. We're on. Oh, maybe Andrew is the, the reviewer of Hoops. Is Hoops. Oh. oh, could be. Well, so thank you very much, Andrew L., for your thoughts. And thank you for being a youth. We love seeing the young. I mean, the young. Um, I mean, he's 28. He's not that young. Hey, hey. <laughs> a, a, in Tall Land, that's, that is basically a newborn yes, baby. A new babe. We appreciate the offer, Andrew. We do. We right right now we're kind of not set up to do guests, and and I responded to you in the email, but so everyone everyone knows. But we absolutely would appreciate people's opinions. 
We, which, I mean, we read all of our email, all of our, the emails that we get. So I actually had a thought, Nick. Yes. What if instead of having people like, you know, like on, because that's a bit much. What if we had them, if they want to share their opinion about a certain song, like record it on their app and email us the voice file and keep it to like, you know, 30 or 45 seconds. Yeah. I like that a lot. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Send us a sound file moms at fecklessmoms.com or you can just write us an email if you have a specific song that you really dig or you've always had kind of questions about or things like that well absolutely we'd love to we'd love to include it or if you if you have a particular yeah a story about what that song means to mm-hmm. you record it record your voice and send it to us and just ch- keep it under a minute I, I would I would definitely say like under 30 to 45 seconds tops tops yeah, keep it well under a, a minute. <laughs> Thank you. Yes, and then yeah. and then we can you know and then we can look at them all and and uh, choose uh, if we want to include them or if we can or if it makes sense mm-hmm. and uh, and we understand that you will not be offended if we don't uh, because you're all awesome and we have to you know make the podcast in the best way that we think possible. Yes. Uh, yeah, and just make sure that you include your permission. In, in, written in yes. the email to include that. Just just covering all our bases here. That's great. Thank you, Andrew, slash maybe hoops. And uh, Nick, what else have we got there? Next, we've got one from a, a, a listener naming themselves Abu Jethro Bin Moms. <laughs> the subject <laughs> is Circle Line. This one is going to blow your Ooh. head off, Omen. I, I, okay. de- I decided specifically not to share this one with you because I think it's it's great. Circle Line. Feckless Moms. I'm your number one fan in the Middle East. I listen to our, our probably only fan. One out of one is still one. I'm your number one fan in the Middle East. I listen to Talk Tall to Me as soon as it's released, nice and fresh with my shawarma. I spread the word among the too few but dedicated tall fans around here. You guys have really improved a lot since the first few episodes, and boy, mm. do we know it. You should do so much more. I would love to. Oh my gosh, Tiki. <laughs> Sorry. Go ahead. I love the wittiness, and I've stolen many of your lines. That is the That's most flattering awesome. thing. <laughs> yeah. I couldn't I couldn't tell you what anything we say would be quotable, but I appreciate it. Few things. I can't leave you a good review anywhere. I don't use iTunes or Apple Music. What options do Android users have? We had the same problem with Jacqueline. We, I, you know what, guys? Yeah. I, do, I genuinely don't know. If if you don't, if you're not using like Stitcher or something that has that option, spread the words, spam email, spam us on on Instagram, Facebook, whatever you yeah, want. And, we you love know, it. that's that's all I can offer. I really wish that it was easier for for people who don't use Apple, but Apple is seriously like the fascist dictator of podcasts. So indeed. Just finished listening to Skating Away. Surely it's the Arctic Circle line. <laughs> Global warming, ice caps. I never thought it was about London, but I like the idea. <laughs> when I read that, I was like, wow. Oh my God. Wow. That's amazing. We've been doing a little too much deep thinking. <laughs> <laughs> Keep it up. My favorite song is the last one on dot com. Whoa. Yeah. So that is, let's see, A Gift of Roses, which is a gorgeous song. Yeah, it's a beautiful, beautiful song. But you got to stick around until 1024, 2023. 
<laughs> to hear us talk a gift of roses. But I'm I'm sh- I'm sure you will uh you you will have wrangled a whole a whole horde of listeners for us by that point. Indeed. Well, thank you so much, Abu Jethro bin Moms. I'm glad that you are helping to spread the momery in the Middle East. And my uh, some of my family history actually stretches. Yes, thank you, Tiki. Some of my family history actually stretches to the Middle East, and so it's it's wonderful to know that we have a fan over there. Thank you ever so much. If you can't review us on iTunes, I recommend Graffiti mm. on mm-hmm. on uh, on walls. Okay, so we have uh, it looks like one more email. One more email. Yep. To read here. This is from Marcy F. Muff. <laughs> Marcif. Massif. This subject line reads, talk, tell to me. Well, I think we will, Marcy. <laughs> Message reads, You can't stop me. <laughs> Hi, I found your podcast after looking up the song Slipstream on Spotify. I've been a fan of Jethro Tull since I was 14. I'm 19 now. Nick, that is officially a youth. That is officially a youth. That is. I've probably listened to Aqualung hundreds of times. Recently, I've been floored by the lyricism in Tull songs, more specifically, Slipstream. I loved both of your analysis of the song. I know I'm a bit late, but I would love to share my interpretation to fellow fans since it's been stuck in my mind for so long. Please do. A perfect example for Andrew. You know, send us that email. Exactly. Send us, yeah. Don't ask permission. Ask for forgiveness. (laughs) That's right. I think Slipstream is a greater metaphor for life and the nature of time. We're caught in the whirlwind of our affairs at mercy of the products of wealth, what I believe to be greed. Spiritless and undying are the elite dynasties of those that govern us. Sadly, spirituality can only take us so far as he hands you the bill, unaware of our tribulations and desperation. Tideless, unreasoning is time. I like that. The merciless passage of time makes victims of all of us. It is our job to find reason and paddle out of the mess. This song doesn't give you a second to breathe. It has an air of nostalgia, reflective, but also hypnotic. Before you know it, it's over. I think Ian's father being ill struck a chord with him. See what I did there? (laughs) I think it's great what you guys are doing. I love learning the context behind some of my favorite songs and hearing others' interpretations. Keep rocking, Marcy. Marcy, we will indeed keep rocking. And uh, thank you very much for your interpretation of Slipstream. I, I think that that's, I, I think that that is absolutely as valid and probably more succinct than anything that Nick and I said on the subject. I am forced to agree. No, I'm not forced. I voluntarily. I agree. voluntarily agree. And and thanks as well for for being part of the youth. Yeah. Perhaps you could make a TikTok about us before <laughs> you could you could TikTok toll. TikTok told to, to me. Yes, I love it. <laughs> Marcy, how did you get into Tull? Yeah, we want to know. Please let us know. Whose whose album did, did you, you steal? steal? Yep. And was it, it a CD? And if was it was it mine, please give it back. <laughs> I've been looking for that. <laughs> All right, we are 15 minutes in. Okay. I think it's it's high time we get into the song for the week. Thank you everyone for your patience and listening to our fan love. We appreciate it. We appreciate the time. We appreciate the love. We really do. So, Nick, speaking of that, what are we listening to this week? We are listening to a song that you, Omen Said, have never heard before. That is correct. One that I myself have only heard probably three times. Wow. 
It is called Good Godmother. It is mm. a bonus track off of War Child. That's right. We're still on War Child. Oh, my God. <laughs> we got two more weeks after this. Okay. Well, let's go ahead and have a listen to Good Godmother. Well, Nick. Omen, first time hearing Good Godmother. Thoughts in like a sentence. I don't know what I was expecting, but it was not that. Yeah, I, I it, never in a world of saying this is going to be a tall song that you've never heard before. Would I expect that? I not that it's not that it's bad, per se. N- no, no, no. I don't really know if we could say there are any bad songs. Mm. Airplane. Hey. Yeah. All right. All right. So <laughs> <laughs> let's. But when it first started, I definitely was like, I, I actually thought maybe I had the wrong songs. I thought, wait a mm-hmm. minute. Is this tall? It sounds like Rush to me. It's such a Rush sound. That, that guitar. is so interesting. Yeah. The guitar mm-hmm. is very different than what we're used to. Yeah, it's 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 pedaled differently or filtered differently, something that we I don't think we ever hear again. There's some kind of a mix going on that is very atypical. And mm-hmm. it it could be that it was that maybe that's the reason it it's not common to find on a lot of sure. albums like maybe it was a mix that they weren't happy with, maybe they were in a studio that they weren't happy with and they were like, uh, yeah. you know, screw it. We we have other stuff." I, and I, I think it, it may it may even just come down to something that we've heard in previous songs that we've mentioned in previous songs where it's like they they try one thing and it just didn't work. Right. And we never hear it again for for whatever reason, whether it's a, a technique or a pedal or, or a, a particular mixing. But even even the flute in this, aside from that really crisp do 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 do, there's kind of a, a flute breakdown right before come on miss hatchet mm, where mm-hmm. it's it's like this really wild about halfway through yeah. that sounds filtered or can you put a pedal on a flute i don't you I don't can, know <laughs> you can it'll just fall off it's right yeah it won't it won't do a thing <laughs> What you can do is you can you can. There are flute mics, little mics that attach to the flute. You can also play the flute into a standing mic, and either of those you can put an effect pedal on. Right. So, Correct. Yeah. The thing that the thing that is so interesting about the flute for me is how dissonant that that little hook is. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> That's a note that I think is not naturally in the scale. I think it's an accidental huh. in terms of the scale that they're playing in. Okay. And and it creates that strange dissonance right off the bat. It sounds not quite, but it sounds almost like kind of eerie circusy. It sounds like it could you could play it on the calliope and it would be okay. 
Yes, absolutely. <laughs> yes, please. You could, honestly, you could you could play anything on the calliope, and I'd be okay with it. <laughs> you you love a calliope. I love I love a calliope and a harpsichord. Yeah, I those two together would cause nightmares for sure. Put in the the glass organ, and it's just game over. All the bastard keyed instruments. Yes. Yeah. Is calliope is is just a steam powered. Like Oregon, organ, yeah. Right? What is, yeah, okay. Yeah, it's steam powered. <laughs> I think that they they had them on on river boats. Oh, well, that would make sense. Often, yeah. They just they ran off the steam of the river boat. They had it on mm. the river boat so that it could be played far away from civilization. Yeah, to to keep the the bandits away. Right. It soured milk when they passed by farms. <laughs> they they blamed changeling babies for the sound. Exactly. <laughs> so. So the the guitar is really interesting. The mm-hmm. the bass, you know, once the bass starts to come in and establish that rhythm, then that's when I started to feel like, oh yes, this is Jethro Tull. There's something very okay, yep, comforting and and typical typical Tull typical Tull tune about the rhythm once they get going. And there and it's something about that yes. like it's like singing for a little bit and then the rhythm breaks and it's like. Dum, 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 And now it's time to sing another bit of the verse. Dum, 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 dum. Since you're talking about singing, it's another one of those from, was it saturation maybe? Where the singing just doesn't match with the... The structure. The, the structure, the instrumentation, yeah. it's It's like the... The musicality of this song belongs straight out of Tool to rock and roll. I think it, mm. it very much it, it the, the sound pulls that pulls me into that album. But the singing is I don't know almost like passion play. I wouldn't put it with War Child. Yeah, I see what you mean. And even some of the theming is very passion play adjacent. I would say, which we'll get into in a little bit. So then we do have, as you said. You mentioned the Miss Hatchet breakdown, and that's a really fascinating rhythmic departure from what they've established so far, and I really enjoyed that part. That musical breakdown, the, I don't know, would you call it a bridge, I suppose? I might be tempted to call it a bridge without being under too much duress, (laughs) yeah. If I'm feeling frisky, I might call it a bridge if I've had a couple. I might also just call it a rhythm change or switching up the drum part. Okay. Is that not essentially what a bridge is, though? Or does a bridge have a little more structure? Usually a bridge is a is a, a distinct change in the chord structure and then um, lyrics which are distinctly different from either the chorus or the mm. verse. Now, in this song, oh, okay. I don't really know that we have a verse or... Yeah, right. I mean, we kind of have a repeating moment... Mm-hmm. The the good godmother. Oh, portion good godmother! Is, where do you, what is the chorus? I guess. What are you, what are you doing here? Mm-hmm. Here you come again. Yeah, the repeating of oh, good godmother, mm-hmm. and we have the musical bit that goes along with that. Oh, it's like it's a proto chorus. Oh my good god, which we have heard before in other Tull songs. Yep. Mm-hmm. This is this is a very weird song, Nick. I'm not I'm not it gonna is. lie. I'm a little I'm a little stumped. Musically, <laughs> just wait till we get to the lyrics. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I mean, that's all I have for music. If you want to jump right into said lyrics, well, there's one or two other things that I want to mention, and that is that we do have that lovely War Child sax. Right. Yes. The only acceptable sax, in my opinion, 
is this is the War Child sax? Is this this sax played by Ian Anderson on this album? And it's it's really the only thing that sonically ties this song to War Child. Yeah. Yeah. You know, un- unless because again, War Child looking at, at at that big kind of overarching umbrella of of a movie, unless this lyrically fits in somehow, which I would not be surprised if it did. Could do. But I also think that this is this to me feels more like a oh yeah we had this song we played it at these two clubs during that one week right let's record it for kicks oh decades later someone found it under a bed well let's stick it on the re-release <laughs> yeah <laughs> the sax at the very end does a little in that outro does a little bit of a lick that does remind me of Glory Road. Oh, okay. The sax, sure, like, it, I see that. It sounds a little yep. bit like that. Yep. Guess how many? Speaking of playing this in the in in uh, yeah, okay. like two clubs. Uh-huh. Guess how many times this has been played Ooh. according to this site, setlist.fm. Okay. Guess how many times "Good Godmother" has been played. I'm gonna go. With, I'm going to go with three and a half. They started to play it a fourth time, but then Martin Barr had to go to the bathroom. <laughs> but then everyone's like, what's this song? What We've is never it? never heard this before. And they're like, just kidding. Here's a locomotive <laughs> breath. So how close was I? You were, you were off by three and a half. <laughs> it's been played one time. Zero. It's been played. Oh, say four and a half. No, I, it's been played zero times. <laughs> yeah, from from what I can see, as documented, unless it was played once or twice, and just no one knew the name of the song, so it right. just has not been documented in history. Which I would not be surprised. They played it at a B'nai mitzvah, but the 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 people from setlist.com weren't invited. <laughs> That's right. It was it was a pretty pretty swanky as guest list there. So yeah, yeah. They yeah. Were not, yeah. It was not guestlist.fm, it was setlist.fm. Mm, indeed. <laughs> so, yeah, very unique sound. Uh-huh. Not super catchy, in my opinion. I don't, the, the flute uh, uh, hook yeah, makes the me uncomfortable. Yeah, it, that's the closest thing to being catchy, but it's, I certainly wouldn't want to catch it. <laughs> I, I, <laughs> if I caught it, I would drop it as soon as I could. And, and wash my hands. I would immediately start a course of penicillin. <laughs> yes. So now let's jump into the lyrics. E- sure. Sure. What, what, overall. Yeah. What do you, what do we got here, Omen? What is this song? What are we? Yeah. Let's talk we, about some Do we have a story? Themes. Do we have a through line? Is there, is there even a theme? Let's, let's zoom way out and talk about like motifs and maybe, maybe yeah. we'll start to make a little bit of a map, even if it's, inaccurate we'll we'll try to identify the continents of the planet of good godmother yes okay all right first of all the title good godmother yep a godmother is a godmother like a fairy godmother but mm-hmm. but without the fairy right traditionally a godmother is someone that you like super traditionally someone that you entrust your your child's 
livelihood and and raising in the eyes of God and the church in the should event you of your perish. Exactly. Yes. But there's a little bit of a a linguistic potential joke here, which it it could be read as good godmother, or it could be read as good godmother. Yes, right. Right. And we see we see progression of of the addressing of the the singer, the the narrator, the first person uh, addressing the the godmother here in in terms of this proto chorus that we were saying. It starts out, "Oh dear mother, what you doing there? Oh good godmother, what you doing here? Oh my godmother, what you doing here? Oh my godmother, here you come and again. Then, and then, oh good godmother, here you come again. Yeah. Yeah. Oh dear mother, what are you doing there? It's so it's there's a familiarity there, I think. There is. And we always have the mention of the good godmother in in the context of surprising the singer. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, D- don't alarm me. Nothing can harm me if I close my ears. But just even the phrase is what are you doing there? What are you doing yeah. here? Mm-hmm. Yeah, he he definitely seems off-put. You know, like maybe it, 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 in terms of feeling guilty or, or, or something along those lines. Yeah, I just, I don't know. I don't know what this song is, Omen. I, I'll give you, I mean, this could be way off, but I kind of feel, I get the impression that we have kind of a story, I use the term very broadly, of the singer going about their day and the morality or thoughts of or memories of this older female parental figure intruding on the daily oh. doings of the singer. Okay. So I, I, I don't know if it's literal. So so like a, 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 a psychic reminder of, of staying staying right in the eyes of God, basically. Maybe. Yeah, maybe it's about behavior of the singer. Maybe it's... Maybe it's just about like general repression or or feeling. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of stuff about behavior. Like if we take the first yeah. stand, the first verse, if we can call it that. With the briefest wave in a fearful rush, I climb aboard the omnibus. So far, I failed to make the conductor laugh, but I'll join in with him if he does. Oh, dear mother, what are you doing there? With the briefest wave in a fearful rush, I climb aboard the omnibus. It's a bit like I, I have the impression of like he's go, he's got he's getting on the bus, he cracks a joke, he's going to work, the joke fails, obviously. And then he suddenly is remind like it's like this the the spirit of this female figure being like, Don't disturb the busman. It's very yeah. rude. Yeah, maybe maybe he tells like an off color joke because the, the, the bus driver is like a working class guy and and thinking in such terms makes him feel guilty. By by thinking about his his godmother, something 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 like, something that, like that, or just yeah, just like don't 
Don't talk to people that you don't know. <laughs> right, yeah. And in fact, don't talk. <laughs> right. I just want a little etym- etymology note here. Omnibus, of course, is the, the lengthened version of bus. It is from the Latin meaning for us all, for everyone. Oh. That, that's the, the, the carriage, the great carriage that can right. carry multiple people for, for the good of everyone. Yeah, an urbidibus. That's it. Urbidibus. <laughs> yeah, that's that's what it actually was originally. Yeah. And I, th- I find it interesting that, that he says, don't remind me, get behind me, just sit in your silver chair. Don't remind me, get behind me, just sit in your silver chair. The image of yeah. a silver chair is very interesting. It's like... Why? Well, it's like, it's is, like a is that, throne almost. Right. Is that like... like another version of like a high horse you know could be is, is there an imagery thing there i i feel like there's a lot of imagery in this song that that just isn't clicking for us maybe yeah i, I mean to me it sort of speaks and this is like again just pure stream of consciousness but it's like you know there are some people that you think of you kind of enshrine them in your memory and then sometimes in a, in a positive way you're like oh this was this person who like was officially very good. And then sometimes like thoughts about them jump in that are like, oh, they told me off that one time. Oh, they've affected mm. my my psyche. Yeah, right, right. It's they've they've soured their presence in your in your mind, basically, you know? Which which like, you know, every human relationship is very complex. And but I do think that we have a tendency sometimes to enshrine our elders. Mm-hmm. And so I kind of get the impression that he's like, don't Ah, stop reminding me of what a, what an awkward weirdo I am. Just just go and get back in your picture frame where I can enjoy, you know, having fond thoughts about you. Yeah, innocently enjoy you, yeah. Okay, that's interesting. But then, then the next verse is, okay, there are sandbags out along the strand. They've all gone raving to a man. Make no excuses for lazy bones. No one to guard the old homeland. Oh, good godmother, what are you doing here? It sounds like going into a situation of danger. Okay. Sandbags along the strand could either... Sandbags are, you know, used both for flooding and also for barricades in war. Right. Right. Just to just to keep things separated, essentially. Absolutely. And so this idea of like, maybe he is going off to war. Maybe it's the Blitz again. And then suddenly the godmother is is there shaming him for for going into harm's way. Don't alarm me. Nothing can harm me if I close my ears. Don't alarm me. Nothing can harm me if I close my ears. The Strand, for the record, John, you, you can you can stop the email. I'll put it in here. <laughs> the Strand <laughs> in London is the major thoroughfare in central London, in Westminster. Right. Does it is it close to the river? That It, it appears to be on Google Maps. Okay, well, you can have, can't trust that, but yeah. So I, so again, it could be about flooding, or it could be about just like keeping him out of the road. Like, don't the wander blitz. in the road, you dummy. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> I have a lot of fond memories of my grandmother really being anxious about the fact that I was climbing extremely high up in an ash tree, and to me, it was like, well, this is great. 
I love. Right, yeah. I I'll go even higher because it must mean that I'm really doing it. But I think that you know there are parental figures who sometimes are overprotective. Don't climb that tree. Sure. Stop juggling that knife. Don't or, go into or, a war zone. Or appropriately protective sometimes. <laughs> uh, also that, yeah. Right. Yeah. Don't go swimming after having eaten. Right. Wrap it before you tap it. Yeah, those things. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> Your grandma didn't t- tell you that? Oh, she... Your she, grandma told she, me that. She... <laughs> she... <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> She was. She had. She had concern for the youth. She. I mean. She. Yeah. 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 She had a table set up outside my high school. So you know, initially I thought that this that the that this song was like a continuation of images, but now I feel like they're kind of disparate images. The first one is about going to work. The second is sort of about this dangerous maybe war situation. Okay. The third is about looks like it's about working in an office. Yeah. The secretary, the sandwich girl, have left to join the underworld. The files are empty. The lines are dead. The secretary, the sandwich girl, have left to join the underworld. The files are empty. The lines are dead. The accountant's blood is in the red. Meaning they, they, they've been killed. They're dead, right? Or the underworld, like, like thievery, like... Th- Something along those lines? Or they've gone to the pub for the night and he's working late. Oh. You know, it could be really either way. Yeah. Like maybe maybe he's staying late at work and, and the memory of his godmother is being like, why, you all work and no play makes Jack a dull boy. Yeah. <laughs> I I think our guess is as as good as any at this point with this. I like I like where you're going with it. It's much more and by much more, I mean it's actually something because I had nothing. Well, if I had we're nothing gonna, for this, if we're going to follow this train of thought, oh no, bridge is out. We're going down. <laughs> then I think that that does tie in. If if we do say he's working late, and then his mother's like, his grand, his godmother's like, you should get some rest. The next thing he does is, oh come on, Miss Hatchet, let me take you to a restaurant where the price is very cheap. We'll dance all night at the club round the corner. Till it's time to go to bed, sleep. <laughs> yeah, yeah, to, to bed to sleep, of course. Oh, come on, Miss Hatchet, let me take you to a restaurant where the cat is very cheap. And we'll dance all night at the club around the corner till it's time to go to bed, sleep. And and then and then we have this, you know, the walls are shedding a lethal skin of TV active social sins. I wonder what that means, Nick. The walls are shedding a lethal skin of TV active social sins. TV active social sin. TV active. I, I mean, is he complaining about sex on the television in 19... 19- 75? I don't know if he's complaining, but I do think that he is just... Yeah, right. He's hinting at a sexy atmosphere. Yeah. John, what did you have in, in, in 1975 for television channels? BBC One and Two, maybe? And you BBC know? Three, where they showed the ankles. Oh, oh my stars. Well, actually, though, you know, the, the British censors, I think, have always been a little... Maybe I'm just totally making this up, but I, I think that 
in Britain's censorship of sex was a little less puritan than it has always been here i remember yes it's it's they're more they're more so with violence than they are with sex and we're vice versa right i remember i remember being in england and seeing a big billboard i think i think it was i don't remember what it was maybe it was from milk and the the pic the picture was of a of a breast with a baby suckling at it like like a, a photograph yeah, and, we and, can't. Women can't feed their babies in public here, and yet they have a big billboard over there. And I remember being fourteen and seeing that and thinking, like, "Oh, I shall do a horny now." <laughs> but anyway, so so we have him taking Miss Hatchet to the dance in this, and then the drums are going going crazy, and then, oh, good Godmother, here you come again. <laughs> it's sort of like. Yeah. It's sort of like she's coming in and being like, not too much fun now, dear Ian. Why don't you read your Dr. Seuss sleep book and play Parcheesi? Yeah, so she's she's the wet blanket, I guess. That's really, that's what we are to take. For, like she is, she is the puritanical wet blanket keeping him. She, she is the, the fictional embodiment of Catholic guilt, you know, essentially. Could be. Yeah. I think that, I think that the, um. The temperature and moisture content of the blanket varies depending on the context. It it almost seems like he's just like, whatever the thing is that he's trying to do, she's like, mm, are you sure you want to do that? Yeah. Yeah, she's she is constantly there and he is constantly she's she's a Tyler Durden. She's the straightest, most lame Tyler Durden there is. Who's Tyler Durden? From Fight Club. Brad Brad Pitt's character in Fight Club. Oh, uh, it's been yeah. a long time since you've seen Fight Club. Clearly, been a, been a long. You, yeah, I've seen. I saw it with you in high school. Ah, the memories, Nick. Yeah, where have they gone? I can tell you. I to me, you know, this song, the dynamic of this song of like I'm doing this thing. Oh no, it's being checked by this other presence. I'm doing this thing. Oh, it's being checked. Reminds me of my experiences with anxiety. Mm, okay, be- before I started taking meds for anxiety it was always my brain being like you know i would i would like oh i'll do this thing and my brain would be like are you sure you want to do that it's in the corner of your mind like breathing into a paper bag saying no no we shouldn't do that we shouldn't do that." yeah it was like anything it was like it was like oh that's the it's like um you watch the great british baking show yeah it was like paul hollywood i was like doing my bake and paul hollywood was like Oh, what kind of flour are you using? And I was like, this kind of flour. And he was like, oh, oh, really? Okay. Are you sure you want to use ground up daisies? And I would be like, well, uh, what, what should I do? And the Paul Hollywood part of my mind would be like, well, I'm not saying anything, but I don't know if I want to do that. Yeah, it, it it gave you nothing constructive. It just broke you down. Exactly. And you yeah. know, now that now through a very small dose of of mm, medicine every day ketamine it's it's not it's 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 gin and some and some lovely Mom, mommy's medicine yeah and some lovely therapy i find that i that i can just get on the omnibus and crack a joke and if it doesn't go well then it yeah well, on to the next thing it doesn't matter yeah. <sighs> well that was therapeutic to me Thank you. Yeah. Uh, join us for our other podcast, Mumble Mental Health to Me. 
Oh man, I I got nothing else for 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 Good Godmother. Okay. I I like what you brought to the table. Okay, thank and, you. And yeah. uh, I I wouldn't dare question any more of it. I want to ask you a question, Nick. Yeah. If this song were a pair of shoes, what kind of what kind of shoes would why, they be? Why do you do this to me? <laughs> we haven't done it in a while. I was listening to some back episodes and I was like, oh. Oh, this, this bit fails every time. Let's do it again. I agree with um with our, our friend in the Middle East who says that we've improved. I listened oh to like, gosh. like a year back yeah. and we were like little weird podcast tadpoles and now we're <laughs> Yeah, it's I I've I've toyed with the idea of going back and listening and I just can't bring myself <laughs> to do it. Yeah. Uh I All just right. don't want I don't wanna. Now enough evasion, tell me about the shoes. <gasps> Pair of shoes. Good godmother shoes. Good godmother shoes. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. So they're they're a they're a just too tight mm-hmm. pair of like trainers that okay. you that aren't quite broken in yet. So mm. they're they're just reaching the point where it's like they're comfortable and you can play your soccer game and it's you think, oh, like, okay, these these shoes are, are really working, and then you step the wrong way and it pinches a toe or something. Yeah. Just, like you can't quite get into a full comfortable stride because it will always remind you. Right. And they're and they weren't quite the color that you wanted. Right. They were the cheapest ones and the ones that you wanted were sold out, so you you, you have to deal with it. But you get what you get and you don't get upset. <laughs> Go play football. Footy. Go play footy. You've been playing footy for too long. <laughs> Why don't you play the footy anymore? I bought you those sneakers and I've only seen <laughs> you wear them twice. <laughs> Oh, Nick. Well, <laughs> I think that wraps it up for Good Godmother. Good Godmother does it. Deep in the deep in the bottom of the tull barrel. Yeah. Yeah, the very bottom. Yeah. We're Well, until next week, Nick, our dear listeners should stop whatever they're doing at this moment and write us a review. You you do like those boys at the Feckless Bones. Why don't you leave them a five-star review? Now there's no reason to write too much. <laughs> Be succinct. Don't waste their time. Stop slouching. Drink your gin. Don't look at the keyboard. What are you, an elementary student? Quirty. <laughs> Until next week. <laughs> Omen, wait, what are we listening to next week? I got so excited that I forgot. I don't I don't know, Nick. What are we listening to next We're week? We're listening to the sequel to War Child, War Child 2. What? <laughs> yeah, have you not heard this one either? No. 
Oh, goodness. And after that is tomorrow was today. Have you not heard that one either? Nick, I am in the weeds. I have forgotten my machete. I don't know where I am. Oh, my goodness. This is all new to me. Two more weeks of brand new. Yeah. Great. That's exciting. Okay, so next week is War Child 2. Until next week, I am the freshly husbanded omen Thomas Sade. I am the nine years in married Nick McGill. We've been married for two decades as feckless moms. <laughs> and this uh, over over a year? No, this is still a, under a year. We, we're still in the honeymoon phase, apparently, of talk tall to me. <laughs> you and I are like common law married twice. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah, definitely. yeah our, our, our actual marriages are probably not legal at this point. <laughs> Don't forget to call me every Sunday. Put down that fork. Don't eat your dinner with a salad fork, dear boy. Oh, oh, oh you monster. No baked Alaska for you. Is that the scent of cigars on your coat? I thought we had talked about that. Your curfew is 9 p.m. No later. Evelyn down at the Whist Club will be ever so disappointed that you never returned her letter. Do make sure your chaperone is around next time you partake in the dancing. Please send back those rock and roll albums. (laughs) Do not listen to any podcast unless it's from the Feckless Momes audio network. And always remember that Tog Tultimi is a proud member of the Feckless Momes audio network. (laughs) Just a slow progression into madness. (laughs) (laughs) The jelly has congealed on the bottom of my shoe.